Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We did do an episode on personal grooming, but I don't think you were on it. I don't it. think I was invited on it. Yeah, for, for reasons mm. I, I don't wow, want yeah, to think about that. Yeah. He, he thought it was an episode on personnel grooming and his lawyers told him not to attend. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Strategic. <laughs> it's not going to get me too'd. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hello and welcome to Legitimate Likes, the podcast where we take a look at some of humanity's most popular fascinations and we try to work out, are they really worthy of the hype? They may be likes, but are they legitimate likes? My name is Hugh and I'm, I'm not joined by my co-host Will and it's, it's kind of great to be honest because I've replaced Will with three, not one, but three frankly superior co-hosts, all former guests on the podcast. God, I don't even know, should I go one by one? Should I in- introduce everyone at once and just break a pool queue and let them fight it out but i don't know let's let's start off with returning co-host mags carter hi mags hi hugh how are you good to see you again yeah good to see you also listeners will remember mags from the stand-up comedy episode the alternative medicine episode the human body episode the (laughs) medical dramas there's a strong medical theme with you yes yes yeah. yeah why is that uh it's because i'm a doctor i think yeah not just a creep not just a creep. You're coming to us from Boston, yes? Coming to you live from Boston. This is one of our more ambitious episodes in terms of uh, time zones. There was a brief moment where it looked like we were going to have someone from Japan, but unfortunately. Oh. Second returning co-host, Ross McGuire. Hello, hello. How are we doing? Not too bad. I feel like I've committed to listing all the episodes that people have been on. <laughs> Ross tends to be a culinary guest. So, Ross, yes. you were on cooking shows. You were on bread. Mm-hmm. You were on... Help me out here, Ross. It's, I've I've got absolutely no my my memory is wiped at the end of every recording. The cinema, the cinema, the other great culinary, the great place culinary to eat food episode, <laughs> and uh, and of course Ross and, and Mags were both on our on our Christmas dinner episode, mm-hmm. which I'll tell you now. Great to have you there. We had eleven guests on, and I have not stopped thinking about that edit ever since. It was one of the worst. <laughs> I would say one of the worst moments of my life. It was one of the worst sixteen hours sessions of my life. But there you go. 
hope you all enjoyed. Hope those. I'm not going to name how many listeners listen to it because that'll only depress me. It doesn't. The average listener per hour isn't great. And finally, and uh, you know, I guess most excitingly, screw you, Ross and Mags. We're joined by yet another returning co-host who guested previously on the Dungeons and Dragons episode, but delighted to be joined once again by co-host of the Flophouse podcast, Stuart Wellington. Hi, Stuart. That's me. Hey, are, we're talking about Dungeons and Dragons some more. Are we going to roll up characters? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're going to you're going to run the game. You right? said this was yeah. a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, right? Oh, man. <laughs> it's oh, an actual man. play. I always decide my gratitude with dice. Yep. I hope everybody has a nice selection of different sided dice <laughs> and uh, a lot of paper and pencils. And the one time we actually met in person, Stuart, you were running a Dungeons and Dragons game. I mean, but I feel... I think I was, yeah. Yeah, that's just that wasn't just luck. I mean, the odds are when one meets you, you're in the middle of a game. Is that right? Nine times out of ten, yeah. You run into me on the street, I'm in the middle of a game. You don't know what's real. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Speaking of not knowing what's real... It's time to welcome someone to put some kind of order on this podcast. So God help us. It's our producer, Michael. Hi, Michael. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, everyone. Great great to have you here. Hi. Stuart, you mentioned that you met Hugh in real life. And the last time you were on the podcast, you said to us, you know, every year in town, let me know. Did you really think we'd, we'd take you up on that? Was that a surprise? No, I assumed not. Also, <laughs> usually it's a perfect example of me saying something on a podcast and immediately forgetting about it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> a real blast from the past when Hugh shows up. <laughs> sure. I did send Stuart a message to see if he was around. I also I also requested that he arrange my dinner plans for me. And uh Ooh, that's I a mistake. Say, well, no, I I mean I can't remember the name of the place you sent me to. I was gonna say Wehrmacht, but I think that was the tank oh, division. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh Werkstatt. Yeah, yeah, that's a great restaurant. There we go. I worked out. Great restaurant. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, and then we went to Hinterlands and had a long chat with a guy who told us we just didn't understand about nine eleven. Mm, cool. <laughs> Sounds like a cool chat. Yeah, you should have had him on the pod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's here tonight. Yeah, legitimate like the tensile strength of steel. Yes. Um. I feel like uh, there was a brief moment like a week or two ago on Twitter where people were uh, like reevaluating Osama bin Laden, yeah. <laughs> right? So, was he such a bad guy? Yeah, yeah. So maybe this guy that you met in my bar was is spearheading those efforts. Yes. Okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah, interesting. From zero dark thirty to hero dark thirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michael, why have we why have we gathered this this frankly bizarre arrangement of humans together? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, it is the season, I guess. We're talking about Thanksgiving this week. So, look, Thanksgiving is all about family and friends, I think. So it's great to have you guys as as, as returning guests around the table here. We're going to have a little Thanksgiving of our own. We're going to go around the group and find out what we're all thankful for. Um, but first, as our starter course, we're going to have the classic Legitimate Likes Three Questions quiz. So the, the first question is about Canadian Thanksgiving. And obviously America isn't the only country that celebrates Thanksgiving. Uh, its northern neighbor does go, too. Of so, all the things, yeah. you, you like you spend so much <laughs> yeah. time getting a Thanksgiving episode going. Yes. You yes, bring on, yeah. not to embarrass Stuart, but one of the more famous guests we've had on the podcast <laughs> from America. Oh, wow. You know, you yeah. and you're like, you've prepared all this and then you bring us to Canadian Thanksgiving. I appreciate the bit. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> this is for the huge Canadian listenership we've got, okay, Hugh? All right. Yeah, he'll be delighted. 
<laughs> we rarely throw them a bone, you know? Thanks, guys. So, okay, I'm going to give you three comparisons of the celebration in the US versus in Canada. Two of them are true and one of them is false. You've got to tell me which one of these I've, I've made up. So point one, I guess, instead of turkey, Canadians might serve ham and tortillere, which is a pastry pie filled with potatoes, or a traditional jigs dinner, corned beef, root vegetables, and peas pudding, all boiled together. Mmm, wow. that sounds delicious. Fact number two. While the Macy's Parade in New York is the largest public celebration in the US, Montreal celebrates with its own parade, the main mascot of which is Edouard le Mousse avec Grasse, or Edward the Thankful Moose. And then fact number three, whereas football is a core part of American Thanksgiving, the Canadian equivalent, the CFL's Thanksgiving Day Classic, is a much more muted event. So there are your, your, your three facts. There's your food one, your parade one, and your football one. Which of those did okay. I make up? So, Stuart, I, am, I, am I right in thinking you're, you're Midwest? Are you not that far from Canada originally? Were you, or no, I was going to say Illinois. Were you Indiana? I'm Indiana, and I was not that far from Canada. But, mm. like, I don't know. Like, we, don't, we didn't get a lot of crossover of Canadian culture, except in, like, I don't know, children's entertainment. Mm. Mm. All those secret so, Hollywood stars who are actually Canadians. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're like lizard people. Yeah, all those films that were set in Chicago but filmed in Toronto. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rumble in the Bronx, famously mm-hmm. shot in in the Bronx. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, man, this is. Wait, do I get to go first? Do I? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we can. I think let's throw out. Some should ideas. I write these down? What's What's the plan here, Michael? Yeah, I think the guys are all leaning on your experience here. But anyone be, feel free to feel free to chip in. You know, if you think you know, you know. Ross, Ross does have a lot of connections with Canada, doesn't he? I do. I do have a lot of connections with Canada, uh, for mm. secret reasons. I think. I think mm. the food things are real. I think they're real Canadian mm-hmm. foods, but I don't think they're Thanksgiving things. I think they're things that Michael Googled. Oh. Okay. That's kind okay. of cheating, isn't it? Yeah. I think that Michael would have enjoyed making up and then uh, Google translating Edward the, uh, the, yes. the moose with thanks. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. There's no way Montreal has a Thanksgiving parade for American Thanksgiving. That, that one is false. Edouard. The moose with grace, yeah. Okay. And Canadian football... I mean, Canadian football, you just said not as many people watch it. Like, that wasn't a very interesting fact. <laughs> yeah, it was that's a very unverifiable fact. It's a more muted yeah, affair. Yeah. What's the definition the, of that? So, uh, you guys Google Canadian Thanksgiving and see if you can find anything <laughs> about it, okay? You have to turn off safe search, Michael. <laughs> yeah. So, we think you made up the, the moose, the moose of grace. Avec grass. Yeah. I, I, I did. I got I guess my showboating got the better of me there. Yeah, yeah. That, that moose is all me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And actually, moose isn't even the I French for me. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you're right. All the clues were there, yeah. You, you mm. got me. Actually, one just while we're talking about Canada, so, Stuart, one of the things that I've noticed is that uh, Americans are very shy of saying the word Christmas or referring, you know, they'll, they'll say happy holidays and uh-huh. how's your holiday season. Do Canadians do the same thing? Do you know, or are they less shy about that? I don't know. I mean, I know that I, I personally don't, uh, I try not to talk about Christmas as much because my wife is Jewish and she is okay. particularly, uh, she has uh, like a allergy to Christmas and finds <laughs> okay. it, like, finds the 
Christmas culture to be cloying and overwhelming yeah. and not for her. And I, being somebody who does not care one way or the other, mm-hmm. would rather her be comfortable. But I don't I don't know. I can't I certainly can't speak for Canada. <laughs> Fine. All right. I don't even know why we have you on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what a More disappointing Canada correspondent. We have to get back to the ambassador. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, question number two. Shortly before Thanksgiving, it's become a tradition for the president to pardon a turkey. This is the president of the U.S. Just, just to be clear. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so, which president started this custom? And I'm going to give you three options. Was it in 1882? Um, when Chester A. Arthur did it to please his vegan daughter? Was it in 1909 when William Howard Taft declared that he had already had enough turkey? Or was it in 1987 when Ronald Reagan introduced the pardon to deflect questions on the Iran-Contra affair? So Definitely Reagan. Yeah. Can I just point out, uh, to please his vegan daughter sounds like a terrible euphemism. <laughs> or what, I don't know. That's a that's a search that I don't want to see exactly. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There weren't any vegans then, anyway. You know? I was going to say vegan hadn't been invented by then, surely. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's it has to be Reagan, the the ultimate showman, right? I do like to guess. Um, I do like to guess Coolidge for every question about an American president, but that actually wasn't an option. So is it Coolidge? No, it we can still question? go with it, Max, if you're really yeah. confident. I'll go with Calvin Coolidge. It, mm. It's not the right answer, but you do get style points. Well done, Max. You played that well. Over Cleveland. <laughs> so yeah, is the guess is the guess Reagan because. I, 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 I gotta yep. tell you that that's it bizarrely enough <laughs> the turkey was brought in to deflect attention from uh, from the Iran Contra affair which is and it and, worked and it worked you know yeah. so yeah I haven't I haven't heard anything about Iran Contra in a while but I hear about turkeys all the time <laughs> I actually still don't know what the Iran Contra affair was so it actually worked incredibly yeah. well Michael just to dig in again on your yeah. on your creative <laughs> process so your suggestion for Taft, you made it up that he said, I've already had enough turkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That made sense to me. That was the one I thought you guys would go for, you know? So, mm, I guess yeah. not. I guess not. Okay. <laughs> Famously large man, Taft. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. It, all, yeah. it all made sense. It all scanned, you know? Stuck in his bathtub. <laughs> yeah. I did. I have a, I have a, a colleague in school who... Um, last year one of her students got her finger stuck in a knot hole in a wooden table and she uh, she had to uh, go and well I don't know if she had to the method she chose to to get the child out was to go find some butter melted and butter the child's finger out of the hole you know and I said ah the William Howard Taft approach and uh, the child didn't stop crying when I said that but yeah sounds like a nursery rhyme buttering a child stuck finger <laughs> Stuart, you've ever been stuck in anything? Uh, probably. Man, that's now that's a good question. And I, I mean this with a lot of with a lot of respect, Stuart, and as a big fan. But you do strike me as the sort of kid who would have got his head stuck in a window at some point. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that that certainly sounds right. Yeah. I was I was also kind of a large child, so there's a chance that I could have gotten stuck like trying to squirm through a hole or something. Mm. Uh, but I I can't think of anything specific. So 
I'm going to say probably not. I'm just going to assume that I've never gotten stuck in anything other than, I don't know, a bad, like a dead-end job or something. <laughs> yeah. Hey! An unfortunate contratone. <laughs> okay, Michael, what's our next question? Yeah, so the, the third and final question. So the traditional Thanksgiving table is filled with a wide variety of delicious and intensely calorific dishes. So which of these recipes contains the most calories per serving? Mm -hmm. So the first is frog eye salad. Does anybody know what frog eye salad is? No, 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 sir. So this, this is a combination. It starts off well, and then slowly, you know, very, very quickly goes downhill. Pasta, pineapple, mandarin segments, marshmallows, and cream. Now, oh, wow. I don't know which part of that is a salad, but, but you know, anyway, so. That sounds gross. very um, southern to me. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, apparently, it's isn't there something about pap, like mac and cheese or something on on Thanksgiving is a real southern thing, Stuart? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like mac and cheese is like a every meal kind of dish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, if you go through, if you take a tour through the Midwest of the United States, if you want, if you go to any restaurant and want to get a salad, there is inevitably French fries, cheese, all that on top of it. You gotta respect it. Mm-hmm. It's the place where most of the produce is grown, and yet, for the most part, you're mainly eating cheese and, and French fries. <laughs> so, the frog eye salad, the second option is the jello salad. And this is, is basically anything you can make with, with jello, or, or as we would call it, jelly, not jam, mm -hmm. as we would call what you call Thank you. Thank you. Just translating. Thanks for translating. Yep. One been... more time. <laughs> yeah, Mags, I don't know how long you've been there, but just so you remember, we call it jam, okay? Yeah, I'm in a no man's land now where nothing makes any sense to me anymore. <laughs> um, you say higgledy-piggledy <laughs> once in work and, you know. <laughs> but yeah, jello salads apparently, basically you make jello and you add whatever the hell you want into it and you can call that a dish and it's thanksgiving so there's no judgment. seems unfair to ask us to guess how many calories are yeah that's fair. exactly that's fair that's fair that's, that, yeah I, I will accept that yeah i accept that criticism yeah sustained you and then the final option is ham and banana casserole okay so this oh, so this oh, is a creamy concoction of banana ham and cream and cheese that's layered and baked together. And I looked up photos of this, guys, and it's basically, you've got to imagine, it's like a lasagna, but instead of beef, there's ham, and it's processed ham. It's got to be really heavily processed ham. Then instead of pasta, there are bananas. And then instead of cheese, there's something that's pretending to be cheese, but it's definitely not cheese. So, yeah. And just a, a, a reminder, they're the three options. And this is not one of those, which of these did I make up questions? These are all, these are all real dishes. <laughs> the question is, which is, which is the, uh, has the highest calories? Though I, I, I will stress, these are uncommon. <laughs> if you go into a random Thanksgiving dinner, it is rare that you would find any of these three things. I mean, it's, it's all those fruits, like pineapple and mandarin, that's presumably not very calorific, is it? Table stakes. Middle of the pack. Uh pineapple mandarin, but isn't there like pasta involved? Mm. Like and marsh and marshmallows. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and cream? 
I, st- I think the last one's going to be the last the one was talking like, a bit. Ham and yeah, the, last one, the, ham, the ham and banana salad, which is obviously the reason you had to please your vegan daughter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, I mean, very well done. That has uh, more than twice the calories, about six hundred thirty calories per serving, which is more than twice the frog eye salad and way ahead of the Jello mm. salad, mm. which is uh, which is I presumably guess. listed as question mark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Can't be labelled in the EU. That's why we don't have it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A Schrodinger side dish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So well, well done, guys. I mean, I guess you know something about Thanksgiving. I'm out. I, Thank you, I yeah. certainly. Thank you. Do not, as you as you as you'll see from those questions. So so now look, we're we're going to move on to our main course uh, this evening, uh, and this is where we have our Thanksgiving. Uh, we're going to take turns going around the table to reflect on the things that we're thankful for, uh, and then mercilessly judge each other for our choices. I, I've asked uh, all of you guys to cast the widest net possible. Um, we can be thankful mm. for anything at all here, and we're gonna go, sort of go around the go, go around the table. But before before we get into this, Stuart, can I just check? Do people actually do this? Is this a thing? Do you do you go around the table? Uh, I think I've I've definitely done it before. I mean, it's not. I mean, it depends on family traditions, and I don't I don't think that this is this is more you're more likely to run into this than the ham banana salad <laughs> okay <laughs> i'll bear that in mind okay <laughs> just so i'm not so disappointed well, presumably people are always too busy giving thanks for the delicious ham and banana salad <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and then immediately going to the er for some kind of heart problem <laughs> okay well let's, let's kick it off i guess um hugh why don't you why don't you jump in? What are you thankful for? Um, I find I find this quite a hard one. Um, the thing I came up with is kind of a, a concept, and what I realised that I'm very thankful for is after after a number of careers and a number of of sort of ways through life, I am thankful for the fact for the set of circumstances that have placed me in a position now, where almost everyone at my place of work believes that I'm very cool. Okay. And also that I've mainly achieved this through being the chess teacher. (laughs) You know? Yeah, not a traditional route. And like Mags and Ross and Michael, you've known me for a very long time. Mm. Stuart, you've you've spent very little time with me and yet I Mm -hmm. I think you probably I wasn't probably gonna fool you into believing that I was one of Ireland's Ireland's cooler cats. <laughs> Coolest you know? dudes, yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, we got a real Bono over here. <laughs> As we say. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I mean, can we have a sidebar for a sec there, Stuart? Is Bono as insufferable to Americans as he is to us? Yes. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Of course. <laughs> I want to come back later on the podcast... To, I want to ask Ross about the time Bono stole his pizza. But anyway, but so that's where I am. Now, I think I'm helped by the fact that 300 or so of the people at my place of work are children under the age of 12. Okay. And no taste, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, would you guys ever have believed that would be the case? No. That you would be cool? No. No. Yeah. No, no. And guys, you have no idea how cool I am. If you wear a shirt with stripes on it, kids under the age of 12 are going to think you're the coolest dude in the world. <laughs> oh, true. oh, Stuart, Stuart, believe me, Waistcoat Wednesdays have really lifted my game in the past two months. In fact, one of my recent chess clubs, all we did was design chess 
themed waistcoats. <laughs> That's not chess teaching. <laughs> Listen, they drew pieces. This is a class that is is quite far behind in uh, terms of their chess knowledge. So even drawing the openings. pieces on a... <laughs> no, 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 not at all, not at all. They still call them prawns. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh, I, I do respect it though. You've made all the wrong moves. You know, you've stayed you've stayed true to yourself, and it's it's really it's really worked yeah. out for you. Yeah, yeah, okay. Also, somehow being thankful for being cool is not is not in and of itself cool you know so yeah if one of those uh yeah one of those 12 year olds gets a hold of this episode they're gonna be like it's over for you buddy (laughs) (laughs) moving around the table max can we come to you what are you thankful for well i first want to air my beef with the concept of gratitude (laughs) in the spirit of the season okay 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 So my issue with gratitude is that I feel like it implies that you've done something to deserve it because you're being thankful to the universe slash a higher power or whatever that I think is like Mm -hmm. a real fuck you in the face of the (laughs) of the less fortunate because it implies that somehow you have won some kind of competition that you can give feedback on and therefore the competition exists and therefore there's a hierarchy of people setting that aside. You know, I just, I, I'm happy about happy about cats. I think cats are okay. um, a true gift to humankind. Um, I think anybody who thinks they aren't a cat person, I'm actually going to break it to you that you actually are a cat person, <laughs> and you just haven't been exposed to enough cats' allergies, notwithstanding. Uh, I just think they're great. I think it's like it's like a totally different vibe to having a dog. A dog is like having a kid. And it's like the same level of like responsibility, you know, mutual love and understanding between you. Like a cat is kind of like having a surly housemate (laughs) who's also in charge of you, but has very funny little toes and very cute little face. And it's just very funny every time you see them and they walk past you and they raise their tail like, hey, uh, as they like walk out the cat flap, like, you know, they look at you from the the hammock attached to the radiator as you walk out the door to work in late stage capitalism to buy food (laughs) to feed them. (laughs) And, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I mean, they've obviously won the game of evolution, the domestic short hair house cat. And yeah, I'm just, you know, very happy about them. You're totally right. You're presumably missing your cat. I really miss my two cats. Yes. Two cats. Oh, wow. Cats, yeah, yeah, that's horrible. How long have you been away? I've been away since July, and I'll be away until at least next July. And as- That's wild. That's so bad. I'm sorry. I know. And I said to one of the uh, bosses in work last week that my husband is coming over this week. He's here this week. And uh, I said, you know, I, I miss my husband, but like I can text him. But I was like, I can't text the two cats, you know. And what cats would say to you if you could text them would probably be very discouraging. Um, <laughs> like very bad for your self-esteem and stuff. But, you know, at least I'd be able to stay in touch with them. So, you know. I'm worried that they'll forget me, but they have no feelings uh, towards humans, so that'll be uh, ambiguous. I feel like they wouldn't give much away. What are your cats' names? Ripley and Beatrix. Mm, uh, bonus prize names. for anyone who can guess the theme. Is Well, Ripley, I'm thinking either Thomas or Alien. One of those two <laughs> options is correct. I don't believe her first name was Alien in the film. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the I- irony of her situation. Yeah. <laughs> Beatrix, is there a Potter in Alien as well? 
I'm I'm going I'm going second level here. Yeah, you've gone a weird inceptioning of guesses there. Um, <laughs> okay, so Ripley from Alien is one of them. Okay. Okay. So can mm -hmm. you can you can you find a link to Ripley from Alien and a character whose first name is Beatrix? It's female. It's female protagonists or female heroes. I'm yeah. To who, who female killers. Is. Yeah. <laughs> Beatrix Kiddo from Kill Bill. Oh, well yes. done. Oh, okay. cool. Yeah, okay. okay, that's cool. Yeah. So they're both, you know, female assassins. I feel we, okay. should, we should bring in Stuart here. Stuart, uh, who's if you follow him on Instagram. Yeah, I'm, I'm still here. Cat. I never left. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I have two cats, uh, Muscles and Meatball, the Marinara Brothers. <laughs> Uh, one is very large and one is kind of skinny. Uh, you'd never guess which. <laughs> and yeah, they're uh, they are the light of my life. They are very important to me. They are the best. I also grew up with two cats. Yeah, who are they? Uh, Bertie and Sylvia, brother and sister. But between them, they only had three eyes. <laughs> oh wow! Wow. In what combination? I, I hope one had at least two, yes. <laughs> and it wasn't like one and a half on each of them. Yeah, like Blinky the fish from The Simpsons. And... <laughs> Exactly. Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, Bertie and Sylvia. Um, Bertie had one eye. His third eyelid never opened. So he's kind of terrified oh. of everything. But also quite rambunctious. Mostly just had no depth perception. So kept slamming into things yeah. when he ran away from other things. And uh, Sylvia was um, permanently kitten sized because she had cat asthma, or as she would call it, oh. asthma. <laughs> I would love for my epitaph to be very rambunctious. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Rambunctious died from lack of depth perception. Yeah, you can leave that bit out, but yeah, the rest of it, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ross, what are you Epitaphs, thankful for? That's on my list of uh, things to be thankful for. Uh, what am I thankful for? Yeah. Um, so I approached this as a kind of a, obviously I had to think about what I was thankful for, which is a, an interesting psychological exercise of Max's uh, criticism notwithstanding. But it's also kind of a draft. So like you have to get your... Like I see, Mags didn't yep. wait for round two for cats because you want to get <laughs> mm. didn't want get didn't want other famous cat early. owners to to steal that choice from her. Um, I was the same, yeah. So uh, I I kind of started thinking about you know the time of year, which led me to seasons. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick mine first, uh, which is winter. I'm I'm very thankful for winter. Um, those of you who know me uh, in this podcast audience, which is none of you, will know that I actually hate winter. Okay. It's awful. I think it should be legally recognised as a human rights abuse. It's <laughs> it's dark, it's cold, it's it's just awful. But I'm deliberately trying to positively psychologically engage in it. So I'm taking this mm. opportunity to try and practice thankfulness for winter. Okay. Ross, I mean Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like we 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 can all struggle with self-loathing, but this really does feel like flagellation of the worst sort, where you're really thanking the world for punishing you. Yes, master, I know, and like you deserve it, really. You know, like bit of a may I have another vibe. I think it's a positive way of reaching out. It's like um, it's like your 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 friend has a a new girlfriend or boyfriend. Uh, who you haven't really clicked with. And it's not that you don't like them, you don't think they're a bad person, you don't think you should advise your friend ah, for is. not going out with them, but you just haven't really clicked. So you have to kind of like positively be like, no, this person's cool and I'm going to get to know them. You know, that's what I'm trying to do with winter. I know winter is very important for some of my um, sociopathic friends, you know, who seem to enjoy all the darkness and sadness and just bleak cold. But yeah, no, there's a few I positives, I think. Mm, um, you know, I've been trying though, to think of them. that that new friend or girlfriend or boyfriend 
you don't already have a visceral hatred for, which is what you did describe. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah, maybe it's not my best metaphor. Maybe it is. <laughs> maybe I'm just very territorial around my friends, like a cat. Mm. But yeah, no, I think I think there's a lot to be thankful for. Winter it makes the other seasons a lot better. Yes, um, absolutely. You know, <laughs> need a baseline. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it'd be like if you had to spend three or four <laughs> months a year of, only eating. The words of a self-loathing food. individual, though, you know. <laughs> exactly. All the pain will make the pleasure even, even exactly. greater. You don't even need pleasure. Yeah. You just need the absence of pain. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What else? Um, it's. Uh, I, I actually thought of this earlier because I get very comforting seasonal affective disorder uh, in the winter. So uh, I buy lots of doodads and whatsets to try and. Um, uh, get that away from me um, or, or, or just, I don't know, spend money to feel like I'm alive. Mm. So uh, that has involved me buying these glasses, um, which are just kind of um, yellow tinted uh, glasses. Cool. Um, they're like sunglasses. Obviously, this is a deeply audio medium, but they're basically normal kind of tortoise shell uh, sunglasses, but uh, they're like yellow lenses. So they've got mm-hmm. a kind of a slightly... Jeffrey Dahmer-esque quality <laughs> they, to them. They do. Yeah, um, imagine sure, Jeff Robert Goldblum Evans. playing uh, Steve Jobs. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. one of the nicest things anyone's ever said to Ross, me. <laughs> Ross, I think you have you have an incredible look in that. I've said it to you many times. I think you're a very very handsome man, and yet, if you ever accessorize yourself with the slightest alteration. You look like a total creep, you know, like, like, and I think I'm saying, I think I'm saying you're perfect as you are and any slight change, sex criminal, you know, that's the second nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Yeah. But yeah, I'll be wearing these glasses for the rest of the podcast. That's not unsettling at all. Okay. That's great. I mean, it looks like you're trying to drive a big rig at night, Ross, but that's cool. You do you, you know? As we always say, Ross always sees everything through piss-tinted glasses. <laughs> now, Ross, have you considered going on a like a vacation to somewhere warm in the winter? That's an interesting idea. I hadn't actually... I'd, unfortunately, I've spent all of my money on various tinted glasses. <laughs> glasses. <laughs> and bags of Watsits, he said. Various yeah, shades of glass. <laughs> yeah, for... My wife, my wife has a pretty bad seasonal affective disorder, and we just realized we're like, we just need to take a cheap flight mm. to, I don't know, Puerto Rico mm. or Florida or something. Well, not Florida anymore, but Puerto Rico uh, to, you know, get get sun. And that that seems to have helped a little bit. That's that's a very good idea. Thank you very much. Hello. That sounds I'll, like an invitation, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's go to Puerto Rico, baby. <laughs> Definitely, I'm sure there's lots of cheap flights I mean, from Dublin to Puerto Stuart, Rico. Can I, can, I, can I ask again? I know this might be a tough question, but let's say you and your wife head to the airport for the holiday. And sure, yeah. Then, and then you meet Ross there, and you have to perform mm-hmm. the introduction. I mean, are you are you psyched? What's your wife uh, going to think? I mean, He's got the glasses She on. would be mad. <laughs> she would be mad that a stranger is going to uh, Puerto Rico with us. Yeah, why has he I'd ambushed like, me well, with a stranger? It's fine. I met him on a podcast, and she'd yeah. be like, "That's less fun." Exactly. <laughs> We're having frog eyes salad all the way to yeah. San Jose. Yeah, that's immediately self-selecting out as a holiday. San Juan, as a holiday friend. And <laughs> Stuart, what are you thankful for? Oh, okay. Let's see. This is more specific, but lately I've been really enjoying filmmaker Ridley Scott's 
a weird press tour for his Napoleon movie <laughs> where people keep asking him things like, this is historically accurate. And he's like, get a life, nerd. I just love that he's being a super grump. Sorry, all of a sudden when it's my turn to talk, there's like fire trucks and stuff. It's New York, baby. Oh, they're pulling up outside. They're like, that's too hot of a take, Stuart. Um, but uh, no, I've just been really enjoying Now, I haven't seen Napoleon yet. It could be dog shit. But I do like the idea that as a filmmaker, he's like, this is the movie I want to make. I don't really care about the history of it. <laughs> yeah. I just want like this well-documented guy. I don't really care about that. I just want to make this movie. And uh, I kind of appreciate that. When they're like, well, how do you compare yourself to Scorsese? And he's like, I don't care. I made like four <laughs> movies in the time it took him to make one. Who cares? <laughs> like You got to love an old crank. <laughs> He's been great. He's been absolutely literally on the front page of the the website of our kind of our equivalent of the 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 New York Times, uh, uh in Ireland the Irish Times. Uh, there was a story about at least not very original. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, uh, and he uh, it it was a interview with him, and the quote was something like, "I work a hundred and twenty hours a week. That makes me working class, right?" <laughs> <laughs> he's just just a troll like it's amazing uh, now granted in the time between when i say this and when it the it's released he's gonna do like say some crazy bullshit oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> seems to suggest that he has both a poor understanding of the the past and the present which is impressive you know? yes yeah. so yeah 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 but for the most part, he's got a pretty good hit rate when it comes to making movies. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. There's a few stinkers. <laughs> Hannibal sucks. You'd have to say there's a few lemons amongst them. There's a few, but that's, hey, he's got a pretty big catalog. There's mm -hmm. some good ones in there. Alien. We already talked about Alien. Rude. Yeah. Can't deny that. Yeah, how many cats have been named after that? Like Exactly. Mm -hmm. Innumerable. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Guys, the thing when I was when I was thinking about what I'm thankful for, I, I much like Ross, I built a very long list and then had to sort of winnow it down. But but top of the list for me was killer whales. So you guys know me, I am a sucker for an apex predator. I I just love their success. I love how how big and powerful they are. 
also the thing that I love. You like you like winners. <laughs> I like winners. There's a theme that comes comes through my 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 picks today. That's why he's such a big Ridley Scott fan. Yeah, I yeah. I, I like winners. I like the fact that evolution for virtually every other animal has made them look more like their their environment, you know, has allowed them to blend in. But for killer whales, it's turned them into something like a sports car. Like they've got like decals on the side. They've got amazing coloration. I love it. They really stand out. Speed hole at the top. Yeah. Incredible. Big fins. Yeah. They look like black metal corpse paint. <laughs> <laughs> they're, so, they're so shiny as well. I really like that about them. And the other thing that I like about them, and it kind of comes back, Max, you made a point about, you know, cats and evolution. It kind of comes back to the same thing because they're so smart. They're so powerful. And if you list all the species out, right, we're, we're at the top and they're somewhere very, very close to us in terms of brain power. But we're still so far ahead. So, so I guess what I'm saying is, Killer whales, they kind of remind me how superior the human race is. And, and I like that about them too. Is that is that legitimate? Is that okay? I mean, that's a boiling hot take. Like, they're swimming around having the time of their life sinking millionaires' yachts. Yeah. And we're all toiling through late capitalism. Yeah, that's true. I mean, who who's really ahead? Well, yeah, that's true. But it, what it reminds me of, Hugh, you get you told me a statistic. Cats. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah cats, cats, humans, the domestic killer whales. Cats. You gave me a statistic about Tiger Woods about 15 years ago about how far ahead he was in golf rankings compared with everyone else. What, what was that? Wow. Basically, he could like he could like this. It was the concept of him being number one. <laughs> that was it. That was it. That was much, it. Much much higher. That was than it. One time you ever listened. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a long time ago. No, but I also you remembered uh, a fragment of a sports. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that why you've never listened to me since? Because you've just been retaining that one piece of information. There's no space for anything else I've We're told like, you. That whatever it was about Tiger Woods was so good. <laughs> no, but I remember I remember reading about like like uh, sort of people who are who are at the top of their field so like let's say wayne gretzky right okay so wayne gretzky if you took if if you took all of his all of the goal so he's the top point scorer in what sport does he play again it's hockey right ice hockey right so if you took all the points away from 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 him for the goals that he scored he would still be the leader for all the assists that he made and that's incredible and also he and his brother are the leading point scorers who are siblings in the sport and his brother scored four goals so like he's just amazing and i guess killer whales inhabit that same space right they're they're i feel like maybe you're thankful for wayne gretzky (laughs) if i i I it's it's more that it's more that killer whales make us look like the Wayne Gretzky of the species. You know they're great, but we're and they're the Wayne Gretzkys of the sea. And the Wayne Gretzkys of the sea. It's like yeah. recording a podcast with David Attenborough. Yeah, yeah. They're not they're not the Wayne Gretzkys of the ice though, Max, because that's Wayne Gretzky. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. 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 Well, Michael, whenever like I'm just intrigued again. Your process always amazes me because I'm like, do you ever? think when you're going into a comparison or a metaphor mm-hmm. do you ever think god maybe this time i should talk about something about which i have the least <laughs> knowledge you know or you're always like no i'm shooting for the stars yeah i'm gonna gretzky it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no yeah why, why stop now no yeah. facts just vibes yeah. Yeah. yeah all vibes all the time yeah yeah, yeah. I, I will admit i'm somewhat annoyed because my second pick for thank- thankfulness was going to be sinking millionaires yachts <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately mine is going to be Wayne Gretzky <laughs> 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 way too much overlap here guys 
What is going on with the orcas in the sinking of the yachts is fascinating. Yeah, they seem to have just figured out what to do, basically. Mainly localised in the Straits of Gibraltar, which is a great hunting ground for millionaires' yachts. (laughs) Um, Absolutely. They're very quick off the mark. And yeah, they they sank one a couple of weeks ago where Mm -hmm. they worked on destroying the rudder for 45 minutes and then watched it sink. Now, when you say worked on destroying (laughs) the rudder, did they sort of come on board? Did they sort of... Were they were they yeah, dressed they had up? Wrenches, they had little hats. Okay. They were pretending yeah. to okay. they were pretending to be from customs. They arrived in a dinghy. Okay. And they yeah. said that they had to check something for customs, which they shouldn't like that's just basic fraud prevention. Yeah. Like you shouldn't yeah. let yeah. any big mm-hmm. gentleman. <laughs> okay, guys. So that's that's been round <laughs> one of what we're thankful for. We're gonna go around the table again. I want I wanna hear more of this. My my personal favourite so far is is Ross resetting his relationship with winter for some reason that none of us could understand and just lying to us all <laughs> yeah. yeah like this level of untruthfulness i mean yeah. i could say anything now but i'm going to say gaelic football like <laughs> outrageous carry on i'm really looking forward to this dinner party i have coming up with winter <laughs> um hugh back to you besides being cool what else are you thankful for being tall <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I am also the only man in the place I work, so I guess I'm in theory the best looking man there, but also the worst looking man there. So it's a it's a difficult one. Um, actually, no, there's some very there's some very handsome dads, so I don't think I can even say that. Oiled again by the handsome dads. But uh, oh, there's a real handsome dad alert that goes on, you know. There was a guy, a dad arrived. So are you thankful his... for handsome dads? <laughs> Aren't we all, Stuart? We're all very thankful yeah. for handsome dads. Yeah, yeah it, it brings the humidity that knocks the corners off his coolness. <laughs> it makes him approachable. Recently, a dad appeared to pick up his daughter, but he's in the army and he wore his army fatigues to the school. And my God, <laughs> the female teachers nearly tore the place apart. You know? No, I actually thought of this this evening well i thought of all of them this evening but i'm thankful for my co-host on this podcast or one of my co-hosts anya because anya gave me the courage to today send back some food that wasn't properly cooked (gasps) which i don't think i ever would have done before but she's told me so often listeners will be very familiar with anya's statement of for her approach to all holidays which is never take the first room they give you and she's also a big fan now of handing things back or quite often asking her husband to hand it back for her but yeah i did that today i got some completely uncooked uh burgers so a bit of mince and i sent it back and i felt very proud of myself and thankful for anya do you guys send things so are we talking like we talking like rare? So I asked for it medium, and it tends to come sort of you know, a nice sort of pink, little bit of pink there. But yeah, this was this was like, yeah, I mean, it was very red and a little gooey. Nice. So I didn't I didn't think it was safe. It made it made a made a dash for it when you unwrapped it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stuart, do you do you send food back? Uh, not often. Mm. My wife does though. <laughs> I'm. I'm too polite. I'm a polite yeah. Midwesterner. I take what I'm given. Uh, I don't want to cause a fuss. <laughs> but you, as someone who, who who works and employs people in the hospitality industry, how do you feel about uh-huh. people sending sending stuff back? Is it like a fuck you buddy situation or is it like, oh yeah, for uh, It depends. I've kind of set up my life so that I am uh, handling like 
getting as few like food items that could be sent back for mm. being undercooked. Like if somebody sends back like a drink or something, I'm That's like, why you're famous for your Jello salad. <laughs> Yeah, like if somebody sends back a Jello salad, I'm like, fuck you, buddy. You knew what you were getting. Actually, you don't because we don't list the ingredients. It could be anything in there. But like if somebody sends back like a beer because they don't think it's like carbonated yeah. enough or like it tastes funny, I'm like, just drink your fucking beer, dude. Yes. Uh, yeah. But I, I will give the, I will pour them a new one. Sure. I'll just make a face while I do it because I'm a good, I'm a good service person. Mm. <laughs> exactly, in the great tradition of serv- of all people in service roles. Yeah, you will extract your revenge later. Uh, Ross, given mm-hmm. your approach to winter, I presume that if you get given something that's you know unpleasant or even dangerous, you just thank them profusely and force it down even faster mm. and order yeah. another. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's. Uh, winter is a seasonal contrast, you know. Uh, yeah. I just look forward to all of the food poisoning I won't have in summer. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's jazz food poisoning, is it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's all about the E. coli, e. coli you don't ingest. That's just really life mm-hmm. in general, actually. Now that I think, of it. yeah, that's a Wayne Gretzky quote. I think. <laughs> 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 Yeah, you want to eat to where the E. coli will be, not where it is. Yeah. <laughs> Mags, after the cats, anything else you're thankful for? So cats would be items, I suppose, like one through 50 on the list. <laughs> sure. Um, and then after that point, something I love is when you go for a little like, delicious little coffee and the things to go with the coffee, the little treats, are actually nice. Oh, okay. Because... Dublin has an incredible spate of coffee shops with unbelievably delicious coffees, incredible little flat whites, and then dusty little balls of (laughs) (laughs) dry cake to go with it. Mm -hmm. And you look at it and you're like, there's a tiny bit of icing on it. Maybe it will be nice, but it won't be nice because they'll all be disgusting. But every once in a while you find somewhere that has a nice little treat to go with the coffee. And that's very special. And I'm thankful for that. They, they do often feel like things that are made to be non-perishable, don't they? You know, sort of, if they don't yes, sell that many coffees. A, a distinct that sensation of they live inside that glass case for, a while. you know, yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. like that's very much how I feel about the spate of protein balls. And it's <laughs> like if I wanted to eat a ball of crushed dates, like I would give some dates to a toddler. Like it's not what I would, you know, a fistful sized <laughs> clump of mushed food is not actually the perfect thing to go with a flat white in the afternoon. Yeah, it's a really ball broad. of crushed dates. Of course, is my Tinder profile. <laughs> um. <laughs> protein balls nice. really, really bring food back to back to its basics, don't they? Like you literally just take one of the components of food roll it around in your hands and that's yeah. that's good to go apparently you know it's like when you were a kid and you had like a white bread sandwich in school and you could just return the white bread <laughs> to its primordial state yeah. with your fist and pretend you had a donut yeah doing it hard enough exactly and pretending <laughs> yeah. it was a donut or another item or using it as a rubber to erase pencils so many different uses but like it, but yeah it's just it, most coffee shop treats, despicable. Percentage of delicious things that aren't horrible, dry scones, etc. Very low. But then when you do find one, I think you're extra thankful. And for what it. are the good ones? What 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 travels yeah, well yeah, beside what, a coffee? Give us some tips. So like, produ- like I'm a big fan of like a cakey thing that has actual buttercream on it. Like, you know, okay. that real butter was involved in the situation mm-hmm. and that the cake was made to be somehow moist. Either through 
expert baking or the addition of a bit of soakage afterwards, okay. such as a syrup or whatever. Okay. So like when you find like a tiny little carrot cake or like a perfect little Victoria sponge with real buttercream on it, like it's such a special moment. Yeah. And it, you know, I suppose in a Ross, in a Ross kind of uh, Rossian <laughs> philosophy, you need all the fucking disgusting treats that cost four fifty a pop <laughs> to really enjoy those delicious little treats. Yes. I think that's a perfect choice, you know, and that's a little piece of brightness in the middle of your day. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Stuart, what is, what is Brooklyn's coffee and treat game like? Uh, I think it kind of, it, it goes neighborhood by neighborhood, but as more, um, like fancy coffee shops pop up, like we, we have a fancy coffee shop that's also a bakery next door. So they, they have an okay selection of various regularly baked treats of different kinds. Mm. They make one of the only scones that I like. Oh, Most nice. of the time they are like some form of brick that yeah. you would use to build <laughs> some kind of primitive home. Yeah. yeah. But are you a protein bowl guy? Uh, yeah, I'll eat a protein bowl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I do a lot of protein shakes, actually. Oh, yeah, okay, you're, you're a shake rather than the bowl. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. It's a game we play. As long over as there's here protein, I re- yeah. Shaker bowl. As long as there's protein, I don't really care. Yeah. I drank my lunch today was a handful of almonds and a thermos full of bone broth. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Well, because we were record, we were yeah. doing a double episode record, and okay. I'm like, well, I can't really eat. On, yeah. I'm not going to eat on mic, but I will drink an entire thing of bone broth. I'll drink the essence of a meal. Yeah, exactly. I remember what food tastes like. One one character who's who's come up in conversation is the Liver King. Are you aware of the Liver King, Stuart? He's like a old weightlifter guy who's super muscly, and he's like, I got this way from just eating liver, and then recently he was like, and steroids. <laughs> yeah. I mean, have you ever you ever thought about going down the purely awful uh, diet route? No, no. Okay, I'm, I want to be a normal human. <laughs> good answer. I don't want to be a liver king. It's good to finally get that on record, Stuart. Because it's to just be a protein prince. Four hundred and seven yep, episodes you. of the podcast of the Flop House. It's never been mentioned before. You've never clarified that. Never clarified. Yeah. Speaking of wanting to be a, a normal human, Ross, what else are you thankful for? <laughs> So I, I'm I'm uh, thankful for parasocial relationships. Okay. Um, something which uh, maybe Stuart might have have some thoughts on, uh, or or uh, Hugh and Michael as well as uh, all of you podcast hosts. As as someone on the on the um, I guess on the giving side rather than the receiving side of parasocial relationships, sometimes they can be great. You know, it's like. It's like uh, having friends on demand in your phone who you can listen to and podcasts or watch on videos. It's kind of a fun little feature of the human brain where uh, if you just listen to other human voices yeah. enough to yeah, little yeah. things in your ear, your brain's like, oh, my friends. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a fun little experience. Although because I have a, a, I have a, a kind of a fun form of, um, I don't know if it's a, a kind of social anxiety, but uh I, I, I deeply want to become a regular in places like cafes and bars, mm-hmm. but then I kind of recoil at what I uh, feel is a kind of a mounting um, social obligation on my part to then kind of show up at, uh, you know, in a particular way or a particular frequency, which then causes me to kind of panic and then not go back. And then I feel awkward about it. And then, then I don't go because I feel <laughs> awkward about it. And uh, it turns out that can also happen with parasocial relationships with podcasts where I kind of, 
I kind of stop listening for a while and then I feel awkward about it and I continue not to listen and then I remember that they don't even know I exist. <laughs> <laughs> Which means it's a whole level of kind of one-sided awkwardness that uh, if it was an Olympic sport, I'd, I'd, you know, I'd definitely been contending for a medal there, I think. So, um, so when you, when yeah. you go to a, to, a, to a bar or restaurant, you, you show up with a, with a bearing that, that, that you expect to be recognised but not with the regu- regularity that they would just... remember you. Is, is that the issue? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. yeah, it's me. Like, it's that fucking guy with the expensive glasses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. parasocial relationships. That is, uh, puts my cats through college. Regulars <laughs> help uh, pay my bar bills. It's great. Uh, I'm a big fan of regulars. I actually, I had a, I had a friend recently who's been uh, having some difficulty uh, dating using dating apps. And his therapist was literally like, you need to find a bar and become a regular. <laughs> and I'm like, I think that's a I good plan that. because yeah. I feel like you're going to like, it's more natural. Mm-hmm. There's a little less pressure, yeah, yada, yeah. yada, yada. Definitely. Definitely. And so people are just not good at texting. Yes. Like some people aren't photogenics. Other people come across real weird in texts. <laughs> See, people are different. I can explain it all. Just let's talk about astrology for a while, okay? Yeah, what's your Gemini's text like this. Beep, beep, beep. Well, as a, as a Taurus, I don't believe in horoscopes. So, uh, That's my wife's a Taurus. She doesn't believe in horoscopes either. For your, your, your second round pick, what else are you thankful for? Okay, I'm going to say I'm thankful for high-end skincare products. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, this was on my long yeah, list. <laughs> over, over, the, uh, over the last year or so, I have gotten into treating my, uh, my skin better, yeah, whether same. it's by uh, buying fancy soaps or using a loofah or Ooh. different face wash uh, to my specific toner, mm-hmm. uh, snail essence, to moisturizer routine i love it all uh i don't know if it's actually helping nope. uh but it there's some kind of a there's something calming mm. about having a very specific routine of yeah. smearing stuff on my face and body <laughs> don't want your body to hear about the fun the things getting yeah, exactly that's the thing yeah. be so jealous yeah. what, what might i ask what what hypothetically is the snail essence doing is it is it upping your foot mucus output or what is? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I think it's uh, it's an essence, so it goes between toner and moisturizer. Yeah. Um, and do you love the rain now for some inexplicable reason? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've grown a shell. Uh, I'm obsessed with spirals. Yeah. You you retract your eyes when startled. Getting picked up by children. Uh huh. Yep. I do not care for salt in the least. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, the the snail slime is uh, I don't know. It's slimy, and there's something fun about smearing slimy stuff on my face. Definitely. I'm also noticing a trend in terms of essences because you've got the bone broth essence, you've got the snail essence, yeah. mm-hmm. just kind of yeah. working your way through the animal kingdom in in the, yeah. in the form of various animal cordials. How many snails do you reckon you work your way through? You know. Like- that's a good question. I don't think it's using up the snail. Like I don't think they okay. like like squi- they don't like grind a snail down to make the paste. You think they're being sheared like sheep? Or they or they milk them? Yes, they col- they collect the slime that okay. the uh, it's it's really I guess it's really big in K beauty. 
but like they collect the slime i'm guessing they they claim to do it in a way that is uh what's the what's the term ethical ethically thank you (laughs) and uh and then they give it to me and then i smear my face and then i don't know i i could write a nice thank you note to i should be writing a nice thank you note to those snails Mm. for giving me their essence imagine if the snails knew what you were doing oh they (laughs) they would be I like to think they would see one look and they'd be like, hell yeah. That guy's glowing. <laughs> They're like, he rocks. That smooth bastards. Have you ever thought of cutting out the middleman and just getting a load of snails that you could farm yourself? I don't feel like I'm that much of a DIY okay. guy, honestly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I understand my limitations. My time is valuable. And I am uh, not going to waste it by trying to become a snail farmer just for the essence. <laughs> it's not really a career choice, <laughs> That is it? would be ridiculous. <laughs> and then force them to crazy. crawl over you every day. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's one step towards serial killerness, and I'm not ready to make that step yet. Michael, are you a big skincare guy? No, my skin is just the bag that I live in for now, you know? So <laughs> it is. Oh, wow. <laughs> Such a great slogan. <laughs> it is yeah, what yeah. it is. <laughs> All right, Gretzky. <laughs> yeah. So, so, some, someone called up the heir to the L'Oreal fed fortune. We've got a new slogan. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes the science. My, my, my pick um, uh, is is is. Kind oh God, Michael! I keep, I keep forgetting that you're going to give us one, and obviously you're waiting for one of us to ask you, and we never do. So, but go on. Sorry. Yeah, Michael, go on. What are you it's, thankful it's for? It's also to do with, I guess, grooming or hygiene or whatever. But basically, my pick is the, the Dyson hand dryer that you'll find um, in, in public bathrooms. We certainly have them here. I don't know. They're, the, they're, the air blade. The air blade. Yeah. Air blade. They're, yeah. They're, okay. <laughs> so they're, they're global, air right? Blade. The air blade. <laughs> Airplane. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we all know what I'm talking about. But it's the one, it's not the one that where you kind of put your hands under it and it blows the, the air down. It's the one where you have to kind of insert yourself into it. Yeah, I mean, Michael, in case it wasn't clear, we were. The Airblade. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, Is it the Airblade? It's like a U-shaped thing, <laughs> yes. right? Yes, exactly. The thing where your hands look really funny. Yeah, so it's it's that's one of the things I like about it. You know, on my skin, which as we've just discussed, I do not take care of. It's powerful enough to, to cause to cause ripples, which I like. <laughs> so wow, cool! Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Old old loose skin hands over here. <laughs> yeah. Making fun of your skincare routine. Slack yeah. disgusting handbags. <laughs> Came back to bite me. And do you remember the ones the ones you used to have? The ones you used to have, which were the which were the white cuboids with the black grill yes. on one side. Yes. And they were also roasting hot but <laughs> yeah. really weak, so they wouldn't dry you, but they'd scold your yeah. skin. Yeah. 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 My mum told me that they would disseminate germs onto your hands through some not very clear mechanism. So to this day I have like quite a bit of uh, distaste for a old fashioned hand dryer and will rather just uh, dry my hands on myself and mm-hmm. and exit. That's Even fair. though she told me a lot of stuff that turned out to not be true, <laughs> um, like Can she you give us some and, more examples. Well, she is a is a retired pharmacist, so I kind of believed any science stuff she told me naively, mm. and um, particularly the one that stands like the temperature out that steel melts. At. Yeah, which turned out to be absolute <laughs> bullshit when I opened my coking factory. So she um, she said. <laughs> That my brother got a lot of coughs and colds when we were kids, so she told me that you couldn't get a infection from someone younger than you. <laughs> and I was in medical school, and somebody was like, "Well, you know, pediatricians are always sick." And I was like, "How? 
And they were like, from <laughs> microbes they contract from children. And I was like, what's your high with that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, <laughs> 20 plus years of belief down the drain. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, guys, uh, the desserts are being served, There's, which is confusing because everything already had marshmallow on it in our main course. So now we're back on to, uh-huh, to yep. the stuff that is, I guess, we're... I already desserts. had a dessert in my coffee. Um, um, mm-hmm. so, Traditional Thanksgiving desserts, including Brussels sprouts, roast fowl, <laughs> and potatoes. <laughs> So Michael, do we have a quick fire round now? Do yeah, we? I think I think so. I want I want I, I guess if you got one or two more things, let's just let's just zoom through it. Everyone just throw them out there. I know everyone everyone has. Bring it, you dead. Yeah, yeah. Stuart. Uh, therapy. I'm thankful for therapy. <laughs> excellent, excellent <Cool>. choice. <laughs> excellent yeah, choice. It's great. <laughs> Hugh, what else besides being cool? Uh, I'm thankful for my other podcast uh, that'll teach you. It's available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wow. or wherever you get your podcasts. And it's a lighthearted look at life in the classroom with former guest of this show, Jane Costigan. So check it out. I've uh, I'll soon be trying to get Stuart on for the. I'm not sure what episode Stuart would bring you on the primary school teaching podcast, but I'm sure there's a niche there. Mm, you know. Yeah. Feels like I'm getting tricked again. <laughs> yeah, uh, you you know I've got Stuart's uh, signed into a non-compete. Okay, <laughs> he's he's ours now. I'm just gonna, I'm just going to leave a trail of bone broth all the way. Oh man, yeah, that's a siren song <laughs> and snails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, anyone else thankful for any competing content or 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 just other cool stuff? <laughs> I just like to plug my other projects. <laughs> Is what pathology <laughs> exactly? Yeah, the science of pathology, pra- the practice of diagnosis. You know, I think I, after many years of being the kind of person who is like, the Halloween decorations aren't even down and they've got the Christmas shit on the shelves, etc., and being an absolute grinch about early Christmas this year. Like, I mean, it was barely the end of October, and I was like, it's Christmas, bitch. I'm excited for a big Bring long Christmas season. Can't say the C word here, big long holiday season. Uh, so, <laughs> like, in every sense, yeah, if you say Christmas in the United States, you'll get locked up. Yeah, Thanks, my... Joe Biden. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, lean into it. Lean into it. Not in the way that Ross did with winter, but you know, I, you're you're a sense yeah, healthier, Max. Sad way. It's like the happy <laughs> version of the Ross thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Best of us for the rest of us. Winterval, etc. You know, just break it off with a bit of fun. Yeah, lean into it in the classical sense. Accept all of the strictures of patriarchy and try and use them to your advantage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Ross, have you something for us? Yeah, I, I just wanted to call out a couple of podcasts. I think uh, Angela Watson's Truth for Teachers, the 10 Minute Teacher Podcast, uh, House of Hashtag EdTech, um, the Cult of Pedagogy Podcast. These are all great education and teacher focused podcasts that I just am really thankful for. Oh, I have five or six primary school podcasts that we're doing this. <laughs> also, Noodles. Noodles are great. That's the other thing I'm thankful for. Noodles are great, man. Are they great? Now, do you mean like a chewy noodle? Hot or cool? Yeah, you could mean pasta. You could mean anything. Any, 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 any noodle, noodle shaped noodle. Okay. 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 That's fair. Yeah. Carbs in the form of like something flat or long. Yeah. Stringy. Stringy. Yeah, Yeah. it's great. As long as it's got a bit of a chew, I think that for me, that's really crucial. Tooths. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) T is for her tooth filled mouth. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
Guys, that's 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 wonderful. I mean, it's been a it's been a true, I think, uh, celebration of Thanksgiving, uh, if not American Thanksgiving, certainly Canadian Thanksgiving. It's good. It's yeah. I mean, this is this is exactly what happens at an American Thanksgiving. <laughs> now we just have to do it all again in French. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, thank you for indulging me this Thanksgiving season. Michael, are you gonna push for a vote? Oh, on, on whether or not Thanksgiving is a legitimate mic. Yeah, I guess so, right? It'd be sort of churlish if it wasn't, though, right? But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what do we think? Let's, let's go around. Uh, Mags, what do you think? Is, is Thanksgiving a legitimate mic? You know my feelings about gratitude, no. Oh, oh okay, churlish <laughs> indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think for me it's, it's, it's a yes, mostly because I, I come from quite a small family and so I'm kind of strangely obsessed with the... Uh, rituals that I've only seen of television of television large families and I just find it fascinating and kind of you know all all, all of the discourse online is overtaken at this time of the year with things like how to not get into a fist fight with your uncle over politics <laughs> it's like it's fascinating <laughs> and so yeah it's, it's two thumbs up from me <laughs> Stuart uh, as as someone who has kind of uh, moved up far away from their family mm. i like i like thanksgiving more now that it's a thing that i am in control of mm. and i get to do with my wife and maybe a couple of friends and i like that it's food based yeah. i like an excuse to like make a meal and sit around and there not to be that much going on and then our bar doesn't open until eight o'clock, so then we get to wander over to the bar and take a plate for the bartender who's working. And the bartender always has a good shift because all those people are sick of their families <laughs> and want to go drink. It's great. So yeah, I'm a thumbs up to Thanksgiving. Great, just a couple of friends around a ham and banana casserole. I like it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Traditional. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say it's a legitimate like. I mean, I again, I, yeah, I don't know much about it, but I have a couple of American kids in school who occasionally bring me in some sort of Thanksgiving treat. <laughs> either the day before or the day after so it's a it's an easy way to my heart i thought that was going to be a really big podcast twist that began with i have a couple of american kids <laughs> <laughs> exclusive yeah yeah twins have i not told you about me twins <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah michael what way would you have voted i mean you've clearly got a great knowledge of the holiday so. <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> It seems like it's uh, it's like Christmas, but marshmallow is melted on top of everything. So that just sounds amazing uh, to me. So yeah, I'd uh, I, maybe I don't understand it at all, but certainly I, I would like to experience it in a more true way. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely what I like. It's similar to Christmas, except there's no religious element to okay. it, which I think is actually a kind of a big deal. Okay. Yeah, about Thanksgiving okay. is that it's okay. like everybody just kind of enjoys it. You don't have okay. to worry about that stuff and gifts as well there's less of that kind of no okay gifts. in that case i retract my vote <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, it sounds great well guys i guess thank you for coming on and sorting all that out for us you know like the listeners and i suppose the really the really unusual take we've done on this is you know most podcasts would record this in time that they could actually release it so that it would come out maybe the day before or the day of thanksgiving whereas this is going to drop, you know, a, a healthy, I don't know, 10 days, two weeks afterwards. mid -fed. So, uh, yeah, maybe hold it till next year. But, yeah, maybe once we get out of the winter season, you know, Ross will be feeling better about it. So, yeah. yeah. Do you know what? I'm thankful for... For... Nope. Nope. Okay, Stuart, thanks for coming back on the podcast. 
Uh, thanks for having me. I'm thankful for being part of the Flophouse podcast. You can find me on any place you get podcasts. We watch a movie and talk about it, yada, yada, yada. We've been doing it a long time. Yeah, one of my longest parasocial relationships. And in fact, very excited to see one of your recent episodes on Waterworld, which I feel is one that people might have been looking for for a long time, but it's finally here. That was such a that was such a blast to do. Our guest Todd Vaziri was a fucking treat. It was it's so fun to have somebody who's actually knowledgeable about stuff to come on and be like, well, so they actually did this, and uh, it was really cool. Yeah, it was really fun. And for any um, of our listeners who are in New York, I would definitely recommend going down to uh, Stewart's Bar Hinterlands. Mm-hmm. Or bring a lot of money to spend it. Minis, am I right? Definitely. Minis, yeah, Hinterlands or minis. Yeah. Great place. Stuart will be in the back playing Dungeons and Dragons, so you'll just have to sit out at the bar Always. talking to some weird New Yorker about his conspiracy <laughs> yep. theories. That's what you get. Ross, thanks for coming back on again. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Hope you make it through the winter. I'll do everything I can. I've, I've got a couple more pairs of weird glasses on the way, so I think I'll be all right. <laughs> Mags, hope, uh, yeah, hope you're okay in Boston without your cats. Yeah, I miss those little guys, but I am thankful mm-hmm. for them. We're thinking of you. Michael, thank you for producing and for, as ever, guiding us in your own inimitable way the, the, towards the the, the, the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the Wayne Gretzky of podcast producers, I believe. Is... I think you're very much the Wayne Gretzky's brother of podcast producers. <laughs> yeah, you did score four goals, so well done. Yeah. I mean, how Thank many you. goals have you scored in the NHL? <laughs> yeah. That's a good yeah. question. Great yeah. point. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. Just the two for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to Legitimate Likes. We hope you have a lovely Thanksgiving if you celebrate it on just a nice end of November, early December if, if you don't. Happy holidays. Um, please get in touch with us and let us know what you would like to hear us discuss next. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Legitimate Likes. Like and subscribe. Definitely recommend The Flophouse if you're not already a listener. It is one of the great podcasts going on for a long time. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.